the Endurance Asia podcast. Yo, pick your red up because things ain't that bad. Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at. Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch. So never waste another day because life moves so fast. And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last. Another shadow of regret I try to never cast. And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Endurance Asia podcast and this week we welcome back repeat guest Tomokazu Ihara. Tomo has been back and forth to the US over the last few months and he has achieved one of his lifetime goals, something he's been working towards for the past 10 years and that is the grand slam of uh, 100 mile ultras in the US and across the continental North America. Just an unbelievable performance with him across the uh, across all of the races that he participated in. Um, so off, we spoke to him earlier in the year, having done a fun run at the Barclays. Six months on now, and he's put down another absolutely incredible performance. So with that, here is Tomokazu Ihara. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey, Tomokazu Ihara, welcome back on to the Endurance Asia podcast. This is the third time this year we've had you on. This has been like a, you've been, I actually I was thinking about it. This has been one of your craziest years yet. I mean, we with four trials at the beginning of the year, a fun run in Barclays, and now we get on to talk about the Grand Slam, which has been on your uh, radar for, I think, well, since you started ultra running, right? But um, congratulations, sir. How are you feeling? Yeah, it was, uh, um, for, first of all, thank you for having me on again. Um, it seems to be unpopular. <laughs> um, but this was uh, such a great year. I didn't expect to have everything on one year, but it kind of, uh, Grand Slam, I've been waiting for the Western States for um, 10 years. And finally, I got in after 10 years. And I thought that if I'm going to run Western States, I'm going to do the Grand Slam. And um, that was a year um, this year. And also, Barclay, I, I cannot for um, forgive Barclay. Um, so um, I wanted to run the Barclay. So it and um, Hong Kong Four Trails as well after the COVID. So every three of my, the big events just was in one year. And um, I've been going back and forth, Hong Kong, and one time and six time in America, including in Barclay in the five races for Grand Slam. So um, I've been collecting a lot of mileage on my feet and their mileage as well. Yeah, I know that you the carbon footprint is like after a while it sort of becomes a becomes a bit much. But I I think this year is going to be a bit of an anomaly, as you say. This has been ten years in the making. This Grand Slam, but but how are you feeling physically? Like how's your body holding up? How have you um yeah how have you taken to it? Because they are two three of the very biggest challenges in ultra running. Uh, I think with with four trails Barkley and the Grand Slam all within a 9 month period is just it blows my mind. Um so you you've done uh, I I mean you don't count Barkley's as um as a, as a miler because you just did the fun run. 
who knows what the exact distance of that would be but you know that is you've done is it 600 milers you've done so far this year yes um so hong kong four trails was i went to the fourth loop so it was kind of about 100 miles but, but you're not you're not checking it off as one i'm not checking out this one off so um um technically i did like um five berkeley and one hong kong for trail so um my last wasatch that i did um just four days ago was my 70th hundred miler amazing amazing so 30 more to go so, so how are you feeling off the back of it how's the body how's your like overall immune system how's the recovery been mm. um Body-wise, um, I have no injury. I had no injury during the Grand Slam, which was really good. Um, immune system-wise, um, I was like a little bit of sick in between the races, but not too serious. Um, so I think it was being go it has been really going well. Um, in between coming back and forth from America and Japan. Um, my PT and my like acupuncture teacher, uh, doctors was taking care of my body. And um, yeah, I think everything went really well because you don't know what's going to happen within this three and a half months, starting from the first week of June and the first week of September. Um, like I could get an injury, I could get sick, um, life in between. So work family, private, things can always go wrong. And um, yeah, and it's five races. So if you count the whole thing, Grand Slam is like 100 miles. Each race is like 20 miles. And I need to take it easy uh, until the last 20 miles, like a race. So like the first four races, I needed to be pretty um, um, controlled with how I put into each race. Like if it's one race, I will no normally put like a hundred percent into the race, but I cannot do that either. Nevertheless, I really want to do it. Um, but um, I, I need to control myself and yeah, it was harder than I thought. Yeah. Cause that's the thing, right? I think you, you get to the point where it's like, I can eat a hundred miles for breakfast, but it, it is, it is a really tough feat, even for someone superhuman like yourself, Tomo, but, but let's take it back a second. So for those that don't know about, about the grand slam, mm -hmm. um, that the sort of history of it is, uh, is around the sort of like four sort of longest running hundred mile races and i think it was it, it started around like west western states and um and leadville that's kind of two most iconic right but for you'd mentioned that you'd applied to get into western states 10 years ago mm -hmm. and that is kind of like the main one that if you get into western states then you get like an automatic pass into the um into the other races so you can uh you can attempt the grand slam but yeah have you got any more that you can add to sort of like the history of the um of the of the races and the and yeah the the quad, quadruple races or or yeah the all five races as it turned out to be exactly like you said um the grand slam is the most oldest five 100 miles that you need to finish four out of five and those are um the oldest western states that um started 1977 Old Dominion that started 1979, 
Vermont, um, um, 1989, uh, Leadville, 1983, Wasatch, 1980. And um, the only race that you need to include in those four races is Wasatch. So basically, if you are not in Western states, you don't need to include Western states because the only oh, yeah. race that you need to include is Wasatch. But looking at past um, Grand Strand results with like the four races, the most common ones is Western States, Vermont, Leadville, and Wasatch. And my ultimate goal for this year was to um, be in the top 10 within the 399 finishers since 1986. So right, and when you say top ten, like a cumulative time across exactly. all of the like four or five of them, because because interestingly, like a lot of the time, it's um, you just have to do four of the five. Mm -hmm. But are there a certain? Are there any? I can can't imagine. There's too many people that have done all five, right? So um, since 1986, a guy called Tom Green uh, finished the first Grand Slam under like 96 hours, 26 minutes, 28 seconds. Um, since then, there has been 399 people that has finished four out of five. Yep. And then five of the five, um, 40, only 43 people has finished. So um, this year I did five and um, my, my kind of accumulative time, um, I did not break um 80, 80 hours, which if if I broke 83, 80, 80 hours, I would have been like top 10. But uh, my um, time was, my total time was um, about um, 80, 86 hours, um, seven minutes, which is the 19th time within 399. But this year, I think there's going to be seven more people who's going to finish it. So out of 406, I'm 19th place since 1986. <laughs> wow, that's so impressive, Tomo. And especially off of the back of the, the first half of the year as well. Um, so yeah, let, let's actually talk about the um the the first race was the old Dominion, which you um uh which you signed up for that was uh, you ended up in it was in June time, right? Which and you ended up doing an incredible time and you finished uh finished second overall was that right yes in uh in old dominion uh, in in like uh, yeah sub 19 hours for that race yes um and so that that strikes me you went out pretty hard and pretty fast but was it was it slightly lower elevation for for the old dominion course yes the old dominion consists 4206 meter of elevation um yeah the elevation gain uh, range that you're running is from 200 meter to 800 meters so it's like very mostly sea level with a little bit of high high mountain and yep. it's the beginning of june and um my goal was like 18 sub 18 so um, I did not do what I planned, but ended up second overall. Um, yeah. It's um, in um, Vermont, uh, Virginia, Virginia State. And um, it starts with a, a horse track and finishes with a horse track. And you kind of run this 800-meter horse track, um, start and finish. And then, right. So as in like a race course, like a, a race horse racing yeah. course. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's the second oldest in uh, America. And then 
it's a family owned business so no like big sponsors and branding or anything yeah they've been doing this for like um almost like 50 years and very uh, old school um a stations are kept like 50 years ago and um yeah so when you feel the other race is like growing 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 more commercially you you find this old dominion uh, very old school so um it was fun to see and experience what the 50 years guys were kind of <laughs> experiencing in the old days with the sandra mill yeah that's so cool that it's kind of maintained the original essence of the race mm-hmm. um and and any any problems any challenges in that race or it was pretty smooth uh pretty smooth run yeah it's a kind of a runnable course so you, the, the difficulty is that you need to keep moving <laughs> yeah if it's a more yeah. elevation course you can kind of hike and walk and kind of um kind of rest when you're like walking but mostly this one is a runnable course so um yeah um just keep on running is a i guess the hard part of um this race the cutoff time yeah. the the finish cutoff time is 27 hours so pretty yeah, it's pretty, pretty aggressive. short aggressive yeah. and um if you finish under 24 hours you get a silver buckle and it's a real startling silver buckle um and it's i think it's the coolest buckle i've ever got and um, if you're over 24 but within 27 you're considered a finish but you, you get nothing yeah 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 did you get anything for getting sub 20 was there any uh did you get like a like a diamond in your silver, no. silver buckle? <laughs> Unfortunately, the only guy who has gets a special one is the first place guys, where you have okay. a buckle that says first place. And um, the the thing that I thought was funny was that there's no timing system or live updates for this race. But like a month later, they send you a a piece of paper like an Excel sheet with all the finishers with the uh, splits on it yeah and they send it by mail and oh that's uh, proper old school that's brilliant and, and with your position at every checkpoint as well for exactly each other's bit. exactly yeah that's cool mm. that's cool and how far were you off first position for uh for old dominion i think like um 20 minutes or something yeah okay yeah okay but so you weren't really racing them you were you were like a bit behind for for a, a fair bit mm. of the race yeah i knew he was like ahead but yeah like considering like this is a 20 mile it's the point it's the as you say it's, yeah. it's like the one one fifth of it down so you need to keep something in the legs how many weeks after was western states like because this is the the logistics of this kind of challenge when you live in the other side of the world mm-hmm. like were you did you think about staying in the states or you flew home after old dominion i flew home remember. every time because of my work and i needed yeah. to be in japan with my online coaching and my running team and events going on so um, i need five times in and out um for most races the um the four of them you only have three weeks in between the races so basically if you finish a race you have a one week recovery one week a little bit of training one week taper and it's race yeah that's crazy you have the travel in between so basically you know you're i'm in japan only for 10 days and then going back to america to kind of get used to like uh i'll talk later about leadville but that's like 
the the starting point is three thousand meters, you know. So I need to be, get accumulated yeah. to the, the elevation and stuff. So I need to be like a week before to get accumulated to height. And yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. It's going back and yeah. forth. Very busy. What would next up after Old Dominion was Western States, the iconic Western States, which is pretty much the kind of I think it's a UTMB qualifying race as well, isn't it? Like any uh, if you podium in Western States, you get automatic qualifying for UTMB. So it is effectively the the biggest rate, like miler distance race in the US. So <laughs> all of the stars were out to play. I mean, Courtney DeWater came along and just smashed course the course record. We had Esther Silag who came out from Hong Kong and and finished on the podium, but yeah, and and like the men's race was incredible. What was it like lining up um, at the start line with uh, with all of these worldwide ultra stars? Well, it's just like a dream, you know. Um, Western states, you you want to be if you're in the ultra running, you you want to run the oldest race in America, and um, you hear about it and. It's just like a dream, and um, I've been I've been seeing all the all the, the documentary called Unbreakable, uh, which is very um, um, popular with in 2010 with Killian and uh, Anton uh, running and um, Jeff Roses, which is my favorite um, um, runner. But I've been seeing that like so many times. So all the scenes where I ran, I was like, oh, this is a place that I saw in the movie, and. Uh, yeah, the start and the finish and all the places during the race. So um, it was just an incredible uh, living in the dream thing, you know, from the briefing and um, to the end. And, and and when you come into the track, um, like uh, the last one hour, um, the golden time, the stadium goes crazy and you feel the thunder in the stadium with people packed in this college track, just cheering for the people come in the last one hour. And uh, that was... And it's a 30-hour cutoff, isn't it? So yes. it's like the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was amazing. And um, yeah, like, since I've been waiting for like 10 years, like, I, I didn't feel like every 1K I moved forward, it's like, oh, I only have 159 kilometers. <laughs> Oh, 10, if you move 10K, I only have 150 kilometers. It's all, all going to end in 150 kilometers. And it's like... Uh, so that you you were kind of savoring every step, every, every kilometer. It's something you've been looking forward to for like a yeah. decade. Yeah. And you just didn't want it to end almost. Yeah, yeah. And this year, um, they had a lot of snow. So until yeah, 50K, it was like a, you're running in a ski resort, like um yeah um that, that was... did you change your footwear for that like you did you wear any different like no. different trail runners with different lugs or no, it's fine running across the snow just caps? fine running on the snow and so if there's a downhill you're kind of trying to ski with your trail shoes and uh yeah. i think i'm running with poles no not poles just Sometimes I'll did fall. you do any of them with poles? Any of the the um, the Grand Slam with poles? No, uh, Western States is uh, not allowed with. Uh, You're not allowed. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and um, it was a considered a, a kind of a cool year. It's the fourth coolest uh, Western States in the history of um, the fifty years of uh, Western States because this year was a fifty years anniversary, and um, but when you see, hear that. 
fourth cooler is it's still hot it's yeah in the, I, it, what yeah. as in what temperature was it like 24 degrees or oh, no, um, like 30 30 30 it was still 30, as high as 30 yeah. wow and okay go into the canyons it's like much more hotter so um you, you kind of need to keep yourself cool and um yeah that was cool yeah that um because obviously there were some records taken down with with courtney beating the um yeah getting the 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 fastest time for females and yet yeah, tom evans the english guy just did an incredible run i'm not sure if his was a a record but yeah in 1440 it was just yeah it's just crazy but i mean yourself you put in an incredible time as well just over 20 hours and we was your target just um was your target 20 hours um my target was like sub 19 um okay um, so, um, I didn't meet my goal, but like, um, like when you're running, um, you have this goal of sub 19 for, for example, Western States, but you need to think of the rest of the races that's coming up. So if it doesn't reach your goal or, or you don't feel right, I just back off with my plan and just let my go with my, how my body feels. And I don't want to kind of too push too much um because there's another race coming up in three weeks <laughs> yeah. yeah well that must have felt amazing and as you say like witnessing the um the people coming in over the last hour i just love that kind of ethos of like celebrating the last people to cross the line as much as you do the first people or probably more so right because everyone that's raced it is also in the stadium or mm. also like waiting to um to see the final people cross the line like yeah what are what an atmosphere that must have been yeah um it was it was amazing like you, sometimes you see in youtube like people like are their backs are bent or <laughs> to the side or to the front and they're kind of they're all their chin is almost going to hit hit the ground you know that how that's bent but you see you see those people coming in and it's like oh my god this, this is like <laughs> The thing i've been seeing and it's yeah it was just amazing yeah um like uh, this year I, the the final runner was like um 10 10 seconds before the cutoff time and that that was like really amazing yeah yeah that's crazy to be running for 30 hours and be cut off by 10 seconds is um yeah is incredible i can just imagine so you came back again for and the next one in the series was for was vermont right vermont. and i forget what it, what it it was it they'd been having crazy fires i forget but but it ended up you got out there and there um and the race was cancelled right yes and so the next one was vermont and um, i had a friend in uh montreal um, so my plan was to go to his place in Montreal because you can drive down to Vermont in like three, four hours. So my plan was go to go to my friend's place in Canada and then stay there uh, for a week and then drive down on race day because he was going to um, crew me nice. me as well. Um, but once the, 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 the once I arrived Canada, and two days after I arrived Canada, four days prior to race, there was a big flood. And oh, that's right, it was a flood, yeah. It was a huge flood where, like, the houses were kind of in the river and the bridges were, like, broken and the roads were, like, broken into two halves. And it was, like, a serious flood. 
And um, they try to do something about the course, but when you see all the pictures and stuff, it's like, no, no, you can't, you cannot race in this situation. So it got canceled. So I was like, oh shit. Um, my Grand Slam with Vermont is gone now, which I've been waiting for like 10 years. Oh, damn it. But if, when you think about the people living in Vermont with <laughs> like the houses flooded and it's, I couldn't be selfish of thinking about my Vermont. I, it's, it's like a sudden moment that I, I yeah, what can we do about it? Um, but um, in the past, I knew that Grand Slam had not Vermont. So this time Vermont got flooded, but like Western states, um, the mountain fire. So Western states got canceled. And whenever those happened, there was a, like a race called um, um, Arkansas Traveler and um, other races, um, American, I think, um, Burning River and stuff that um, they had um, on behalf of the cancellation. So I looked up in the internet when the Arkansas Traveler and the Burning River would happen, but that Burning River was another week um, later from Vermont week. And Arkansas Traveler, I had appointments, so that was a no-no. So I said to myself, okay, um, but um, since you're in Canada, uh, and I'm in America. What do you want to do, Tomo? And I, I just listened to my heart and say, I kind of run, want to run a hundred miles this weekend. And I looked up Ultra Sign Up, where it was a website that you can find all most of the races in America. And found one race called Devil's Clutch 100 in Washington State, in the West Coast. So I just emailed the race director and asked whether. I'm allowed to kind of run the race <laughs> within four days. And she said, come on down and um, um, we'll, we'll be waiting for you. And I, I booked my ticket and I booked my hotel, booked my rent-a-car and just went to Washington to just, just run 100 miles, just enjoy a weekend in Washington. And um, I was first place and uh, I, my time was like 20, 23 hours. Um, 54, so just under 24 hours. And um, after I finished, I opened my laptop and saw an email from the uh, the Grand Slam organization saying, due to the cancellation of Vermont, anyone who is challenging the Grand Slam this year can find any races within 2023 calendar and run it. And if their race director is okay with Having that in, included in the Grand Slam, you can have a Grand Slam. Um, so they'll, they'll approve. Amazing. So, so you didn't know that until you'd actually started this race. You didn't know if it was going to be counted. Yeah. Wow. Like, surely there must have been part of you going, I might just be running this for nothing, kind of. Uh, I mean, it's not nothing. It's You're still counting towards your 100 miles, 100 mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there must have been part of you like, oh, I could just have a rest weekend. Mm. Yeah, uh, my friend in Canada told me that you're, you're going to have like Leadville, which is a big race. You should be resting. And um, like if you um, blow up on this race or get injured, you might not be able to finish Grand Slam. 
And um, it's really you could have also had a grand slam with just four as well. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to do five. So if you had missed out Vermont, it wouldn't have mattered in terms of having four out of five um, yeah. grand slam. But you wouldn't have had all five, obviously. And my plan was to run five, and I wanted to have uh, kind of a because when I chose Devil's Clutch, I didn't expect that to be included into Grand Slam, but I wanted to do five out of five, and I wanted to have that fatigue carry to carry to Leadville that I finished three before Leadville and still yeah. do a kind of a, a virtual Grand Slam or something like that. And uh, that, that was my kind of goal that I wanted to do. So, yeah. Um, but you finished first and you felt good afterwards? No injuries, no um, no yeah. major fatigue? You felt no good? injuries, yeah. No, no, no fatigue. Um, and actually, it was a beautiful race in um, west of um, Washington, no, east of Washington State, where you can see the, the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can see Mount Rainier, uh, yeah. and that was beautiful. Like it was, it was uh, one of. Uh, Is it close to Whistler or uh, or more more east to further east? Yeah, yeah, uh, more more um, to uh, Whistler. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Yeah. Wow. Um, what what an incredible performance! And that was uh, of all of the of all of the five you did as well. That was the only one that you uh, that you uh, that you won as well, right? So that must be quite satisfying to have a to um, yeah have a first finish within the group of five as well. Yeah, it was its first. Um, they had the fifty miler um, the year before, and um, the it was the first year for to do the one hundred. So basically, you do the fifty miler course twice. Twice. Okay, and um, they made it hundred miles. So yeah, I was the first guy to finish in the first I, year. Um, but there was. I mean, I know you're you're used to doing loops. I mean, Barclays obviously, yeah. and then you and then you've done lots of your um, races around uh, Takao have like loops yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, but we're doing two fifty mile loops. I think is there's something quite psychologically challenging around that. Um, yeah, how did it feel getting onto that second loop, knowing that you were only halfway there on a race that you didn't have to do really, or you didn't even know if it was going to be counted against the Grand Slam? What did it feel like getting past the the initial the start finish line again for your second loop? Yeah, I, I was just. Yeah, it didn't really bother me about the loops. Um, like two loop is much more easier than a five loop. It's the same distance, but you kind of mentally feel like it um, because it's. Just, I suppose yeah, like hurt hurt one hundred is is uh, the five loops. Yeah, there's only one opportunity to really bow out rather than mm -hmm. having four opportunities too, right? And I've been done. I've done like four hundred loops on a four hundred meter track, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but you're also psychologically uh, a lot stronger than most people. I, I think Tomo like to just not let or anything like that to, to bother you. Um, but how long after um, Devil's Gulch did the uh, was Leadville? So you came back to Japan again, but once again, was it three weeks? Oh, finally, uh, between Devil's Gulch and uh, Leadville, I had four weeks. Finally, so basically, I. I Came back and stayed in Japan for two weeks. And then um, nine days before Leadville, I went to um, Leadville because that has uh, you, the elevation range is 3,000 to um, um, 
the lowest is 2,800, but um, the start point is 3,000. And the highest point, which is a pass, you go through Hope Pass, is 3,800 meters. And um, the cutoff time is 30 hours. The runner is about 700 runners. And uh, up, down is about 4,500 meters. Yeah. And um, it was so not a huge amount of elevation no. in terms of the course, mm -hmm. but you're running the whole thing at elevation, mm -hmm. which if you're not acclimatized can absolutely hammer you. Right. Like, how did you how did you find it? How were you? Um, were you fully acclimatized? Yeah, like the layout of the course looks very easy because it's 100 mile with 4,500 meter of elevation. And it's done like. 10,000 meter of elevation. So it looks easy, but the elevation point, I've never run at that elevation before. Um, the, so when I arrived to Leadville, you suddenly feel that your ears are popping, like when you're on the airplane, when you're, uh, you arrive Denver and then you drive up to Leadville, you're, you, yeah, you feel the elevation. And, um, I didn't get those kind of headaches or anything like the when you get a sim symptom like that when you're at high elevation. But the thing that bothered me the most was I wasn't able to sleep during those days because yeah. when you go to high elevation with dry, dry um, weather, my my nose got like um, uh, what do you say um, the stuffed. You're blocked, yeah. Blocked from the yeah. from the dry weather and the elevation. So when you're talking alive, you don't really breathe with your nose and you can breathe with your mouth and you can just live with it. But when you're sleeping, you're normally sleeping with your nose. And when your nose is blocked, you're gonna wake up like wow. Like you're almost yeah. <laughs> your breath is gonna, yeah, and that and um I wasn't able to sleep. I only was able to sleep like two hours and that really bothered ah. me. And I wake up every 30 minutes and like, I'm like, what the hell? If I cannot fix this before the race, I'm not going to be in good shape and I didn't feel good. And um, yeah, so after like five days, uh, my friend um, who I was staying with told me that there's a, a, a medicine that you can loosen your nose when you get stuffed. And that kind of helped. And then I yeah. bandage on my nose to open up my nose. Um, and that helped as well. And finally, two days before the race, I, I was able to sleep about five, six hours. Not enough, but better than nothing. And um, during the race, when I start, um, I think my heartbeat, heart rate was like 10 to 15 beats higher than normal. Um, but I just kept on going with my my normal pace and basically when you're running at uh 10 or 15 beats higher than normal you're consuming more energy uh, using more energy so uh when i go with my normal nutrition plan i was bonked at the time when i was at mile 50 and then yeah. at high elevation of course you need you're drinking more water and i didn't consume um water as as much as i need and my, i got a little bit of gut issues and things kind of started to go south so my plan was a sub 20 but um i changed my a plan to b plan which is a sub 24 
or sub 25, um, 24, which is my ultimate goal for five races to break 24 hours. Uh, and um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a hard race from mile 50 to the finish. Yeah, well, and uh, uh, yeah, the the thing with altitude is it like can affect its stomach quite a lot. I mean, you you heard from UTMB, which is also not quite as high as Leadville in terms of the total elevation across the course, but so many people were affected by by the altitude because they've just not fully fully acclimatized. Um, and yeah, as you say, so many things can go wrong over like 500 mile races. So it's so impressive, Tomo, that you just, uh, yeah. And the other thing, right, is that you just have experience of doing this. It's like, okay, if this is going wrong, I know what to do. But but as you say, you've not really raced in altitude before. So that was a, a, a big variable for you. Um, yeah, well, you have to go and do Rinjani next year. That gets up to <laughs> 3,800. And uh, oh. that, yeah, that, that's got to be as part of your last 30, 100 miles. Yeah. yeah i really learned that the running in high elevation is such a difficult thing and things can go really wrong with that aspect into the into the kind of the profile yeah so yeah. learned a lot from my lessons so yeah, like if, if you're running like 7800 miles that um you, you learn you don't learn new thing as much as you, when you're a newbie but it's great that i learned a really big thing uh, when i've uh, finished like yeah 70 and um that, that was great just 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 the sake of that i'm going to be running 100 miles 100 times or 100 miles 200 times i want this experience so that um i can manage it in better in the future yeah yeah and so last up after leadville which once again huge iconic race it must have been very um satisfying to get that get that one done but as you say, the one race that you have to include mm -hmm. in there is Wasage, right? Yes, so yes. you couldn't, you, yeah, you you couldn't have just counted those four. You still had to do the final race in the series. Um, and so just, yeah, to recap on Leadville, I think you did 23 and a half hours, 2331. Yes. And uh, and finished 30, is it 39? Um, 39th place, yes. 39th, okay. Which is actually the same position that you finished Western States, funnily yeah. enough. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so yes, so far you had Old Dominion second, 39th Western States, Devil's Gutch first, Leadville 13 um or 39th again, and and then Wasage. So uh, was it another three week break in between before uh before heading to Wasage? Yes, um in between there was three weeks. Um actually um Wasage starts on Friday, so that was the shortest <laughs> shortest one in between. Um yeah, and um this one um 100 miles elevation is 7315 um the elevation range is from 1500 to 3200 so wow pretty high so, still pretty high elevation um cutoff time is 36 um uh and then my ultimate goal was to do a sub 24 and um yeah we, when you think of grand slam you need to finish four out of five. But if you don't include Wasatch, I, I finished four so far. It's like, as numbers, it's like I've, I've done four races. It's like Grand Slam. But if you do not finish Wasatch, it's like, I don't, it, it's like me wasting a time. <laughs> like America, four times before Wasatch. And if I don't finish Wasatch, I don't get a Grand Slam. I just get like four finishes and one DNF, right? So I cannot blow up. But I need to finish sub 24 
and I knew it was hard. A lot of Japanese runners was challenged in the past, and they have not finished under 24 when they're fresh, just going for this one race. So I knew it was very difficult, and and I didn't know how difficult it was. But before I, w- I was going to Wasatch, I posted my Leadville post on Instagram. And one guy, a friend of mine from Barclay, I didn't know he lived in Salt Lake City where um, Wasatch is held. He just commented to me and said, if you're in Wasatch, let me know. And um, so I, I just saw that comment through and I messaged him and said, I'm going for Wasatch. And he said that um, he'll kind of crew me and um, he'll take me on the course a few days before the race. And he's run um, Wasatch five times and he's uh, also a sub 24 finisher. So being with him on the course and learning from him about the difficulty about Wasatch, that helped me really a lot um, to kind of prep for the race. And um, yeah, I just followed his instructions just to keep it easy till Lam A station, which is about halfway point, and um, just started my race from there. And I was luckily to have a pacer, which my pacer came all the way from Switzerland. He's called Benjamin. He's a guy who I coach. And um, he came from, um, yeah, Switzerland to pace me. And that was, that felt really good to kind of, yeah, have, have uh, yeah, have my client um, and a friend that paced me from uh, 112K to the finish. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I've heard you say that to me many times before as well. Like the race starts at this point. It might not always be halfway, but it's at a certain point. It's like, that's when you decide if you've got it in the legs, that's when you can start putting the gas on and start pushing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it seems to make such a difference if you've got a if you've got a pacer as well to mm-hmm. um yeah, to try and try and push you through second half of uh, of races. So yeah, that was very cool. And what what was the finish like finish line like then? So you, you ended up coming in once again sub twenty four hours, was it twenty three forty four or um twenty seven three seventy? Yeah. 17. which is incredible in sixth position as well mm-hmm. so w- were you actually racing for that second half were you picking people off of the second half of the race yeah at lambs where it was uh, like 70k or 80k i was about like 20th place or something and i started to see the people who kind of pushed too hard two lambs falling down and and then i just started to rabbit hunt or catch up with people and then when I got to Brighton, I was about 10th place, male. And then from there, I caught like uh, four four guys. And um, at the final, like five mile, the seventh guy was catching up on me. So we're kind of running away from, so we were on full like uh, 400 meter track base on a dirt road for like five miles, like trying to run away from this guy. And um um, that that was kind of fun as well. Um, yeah, like uh, at, at like um, when I got got to Lambs, I was a little bit away from behind from my my plan, but I believe that things will change after Lambs because two Lambs, it's like from the morning it starts at five a.m. and it finishes about three p.m. So it's the very hottest place, and the aid station are kind of 
a long stretch. So you need to carry a lot of water. You need to be cool. You need to uh, can't blow up. And, and then, um, yeah. After Can your crew carry your water for you as well? Or is it just purely pacing? Are they allowed to carry anything for uh, you? You're not allowed. The pacer is not mealing or count. So, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. he's just together with you. Um, but it was uh, it was cool uh, running in the dark, and my pacer will be in front of me and says, "Oh, there's another one." And then, well, let's let's get him. <laughs> Taking souls. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah. Love it. I, I mean, it must have been a great feeling getting to that finish line, and you. Uh, I mean, I can see next to you, you've got this incredible eagle. Which is that eagle for the wasage, or is it is that for um for the the yeah that's for the full grand slam with your name and you've got all of the the um well you've got four of the races that you completed on there as well but that's going to take pride of place on that mantelpiece of yours of yours right that's this has been ten years in in the making this one yeah yeah it's it's been a dream to get this eagle um so um, I'm very happy with it and. Uh, and th- with this experience, it's not just uh, kind of the race. The race itself was fun, of course, but all the people that are involved in this race, that hold the race, and I meet old friends, I meet new friends, people who I met just started helping me out. And um, yeah, all the people that are involved in this ultra running community is such a great community that and just makes just makes it really good you know and um i'm very fortunate to be in this sport and um yeah i hope i hope future runners ultra runners get the challenge to do the grand slam um um you you never know how it's like until you kind of do it but um yeah um i hope um you have a chance to do it in the future my my there's three guys in Japan that has done it, and uh, I, I I broke the, the Ishikawa-san's record, which I respect as a runner so much, and uh, I broke the record. I hope future runners in Japan or whatever country you are in uh, breaks my record, and um, if I can kind of if you get you're getting kind of um, um, motivation motivated to, with to my my, my story. I hope everyone, um, not everyone, but someone can challenge and um, do it and yeah. experience and I, I, talk, talk about it. I actually don't know of any other Asia-based or Asian races that have, um, I mean, there, there must be that have done the, the Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Andre Bloomberg being based in Hong Kong is, is one that has... Um, because it's logistically just really challenging to do to be able to fly back um, four or five times in the in the space of uh, four months is uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty um it's pretty aggressive. But uh, do you know of anyone else that outside of the other uh, Ishikawa-san, any of the other the other Japanese runner that have uh, that have done it from Asia? Um, I I I saw a, a place that um um. It shows the statics of Grand Slam. Um, let me see. There, it shows the country by country. Okay, I found it. So these are the countries outside America who's done it. Australia two, Austria one, yep. 
Canada 13, China 3, Czechoslovakia 1, England 4, France 1, Germany 4, Hong Kong 2. I think Andre's in there. Is Andre one of them? Yeah, yeah. Japan 2, but now 3. Lithuania 1, Mexico 2, Nigeria 1, Philippines 1, Scotland 1. So... No yeah, it's um, very few, right, isn't it? I mean, it's a it's a major commitment. It's a major commitment. Where would you stack rank this, Tomo? I know that Barclays has been your your nemesis, has been the one that you've been just obsessing over over the last few years. But given you, you hadn't even you didn't even know about Barclays when you first signed up for Western States right it probably wasn't even on your radar at that yeah. point so in terms of the amount of time you've been thinking about this mm. the Grand Slam's obviously been um yeah has been there but where how, how would you stack rank this in terms of your the achievements in your in your ultra running career so far yeah it's a it's a it's not one race so it's a five race or four race whatever Grand Slam you want to be doing so like just trying to be focused and in within that three months three and a half months that you cannot get injured things go happen in your life vermont got flooded things can happen so you need to kind of you have to roll with it yeah live with that and um that was kind of the most difficult thing rather than the race itself and uh, to just make sure. But, but would you put the overall achievement of the of the Grand Slam as being your sort of one of your biggest achievements in ultra running so far? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like an ultra runner running geek, you know. So um, when you look at all the people within the grand slam of history people like 399 people finishing you see all these big names and all these people who are in like born to run books and the barclay book and people you see here like top top star runners they've been like challenging this like some some people five years before than me or 20 years before than me and um it's just great to be a part of it, you know, um, to be yeah, to be in that thing that they did whatever amount years ago. And I guess they had the kind of same feeling or trouble or happiness or whatever they had in that year. And uh, I'm now a part of it is, is such a great feeling. I mean, it makes me think, Tomo, what... I think a lot about about purpose and about having like a mission, uh, having an overall mission. And I think for you, having this overarching purpose of 100 miles, 100 times, it enables you to take on challenges like this because it's leading towards that big goal. So you do these 500 milers within a three month period. And for most people, that would be that's my lifetime work done. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring right here. But for you, this is just one stepping stone into like a much bigger goal, which enables you to have the motivation now when you get back. You got back three days ago or the race was four days ago. Okay, now I need to, obviously you need to recover, but, you know, it's going to be back to training again pretty soon, right? And um, and so that begs the question, Tomo, what's next? What's next in the diary for you? 
Yeah, um, Doi Intanon was uh, kind of uh, was in my calendar, but I put that out um, when I was doing Grand Slam. Oh, you should go. I'm going. I'm going up. You should go. We'll hang out. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, maybe I'll be a spectator drinking beer, <laughs> eating popcorn and seeing you run. But I noticed that yeah, if you do like too much of this 100 miles, that you get good at running 100 miles. You get good at it. But you're you're basically getting slower because of the training that you cannot do. Um, so um, my ultimate goal for next year will be Barclay if I get in. Um, so I'm uh, my, I, I need to build up my uh, uh, running strength. I get I need to be a little bit faster. I need to be more uh, stronger. So my plan is to get like two weeks off and then. October, November, December, I'm going to build up my running performance there. And then January, I have my um, New Zealand Barclay called Revelant. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is an incredible race. I've heard lots about this. It's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, and then um, start training for the Revelant is like map compass and navigation. And then February, March. Elevation, like running as much as elevation as possible and going for Barclay if I get in. Um, so that's yeah. my goal till, um, yeah, March. And um, yeah, and moving on. Um, yeah, I like to, there's a, there's a one called Rocky Mountain Slam. So that, that sounds pretty cool with um, hard rock, big horn. Bear, Wasatch, Lidville, and um, those are like pretty high elevation with uh, lots of up and down. So that's that sounds pretty cool. I'm uh, doing that one, and um, yeah, and um, yeah, we, a lot of the the other one we should, I mentioned it before, but I want I'd love to see you take on Rinjani as well because uh, okay. I think that that is I mean we've talked about it a few times about being in the toughest. Mm. ultra in in asia or the 100 miler distance in asia mm. um i think that would be that's sort of will be around may june time next year that could potentially be one to sneak into the calendar but uh tomo as ever it's great to catch up you continue to inspire us i feel like the insurance asia podcast is your you obviously run your own uh podcast in J in japan in japanese mm. but we i feels like we're a bit of your uh of your English uh, English outlet um, for update on your races. This is the third time we've had you on this year. And it's always, and you just continue to smash it, Tomo. Honestly, mm -hmm. congratulations. Uh, it's such a, an incredible performance and you should feel feel very proud. And yeah, enjoy the two-week rest and then building up your, your speed and strength and excited to see how you um, go in the Revenant and, and Barclay next year. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you very much for having me uh, on this podcast and um, for the listeners. Um, like fifteen years ago, I was like hundred kilos and I wasn't running, and I never have thought that I could be on a, on your podcast talking about my seventeenth hundred mile doing a grand slam, and um, running changed my life basically. So, um, like there are like hard days, boring days, tough days, but just keep on running, everyone. Um, just keep running, and then it's going to take you to a place that you've never imagined. So 15 years, 
I've came to this place. Like if I keep on running for 10 more years, it's I'm going to be in a place that I, I would have never imagined today. And it's going to take me to that place. So that's going to happen to you guys as well. So keep training, keep failing, and just, um, yeah, running is fun, you know. Um, and, um, yeah, hope to see you guys out on the trails or at the race. So thank you very much. Amazing message, Tomo. Thanks very much, sir. And, uh, yeah, catch up again soon. Right. Thank you very much, Scott. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad.